Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Hey there. We are here with the Hollywood Life Podcast, and we've got a very special guest here in our podcast studio We've got a young lady who you all are going to know because she just grew up in front of your eyes, certainly in front of my eyes, one of the stars of Duck Dynasty and then on Dancing with the Stars. And now now she's written a fabulous book. We are here with Sadie Robertson. Welcome. Hey, hey. So excited to be here. This is awesome. <laughs> and there's your audience. They're excited hey. you're here too. <laughs> That's awesome. We are glad to welcome you here to New York City, and Sadie is sitting here in a uh, big, like, fake fur coat, (laughs) and she hasn't taken it off because she is so cold. She lives in Nashville now, so she is used to much more temperate climates. Yes, much more. This is freezing. Well, thank you for braving the weather and coming here to talk to us, and like, really, literally, we feel like you've grown up in front of our eyes, and you've been Mm. through a lot. You've been through some really interesting experiences that we want to talk to about and you've been inspired by your experiences and some of them have been kind of tough yeah and so you've written a book called live fearless a call to power passion and purpose and you look very happy on the cover of this book (laughs) and you're smiling here but but you've been through some tough times you've had anxiety and you had an eating disorder, and you talk about the things that you've co- you've dealt with and how you've come through the other side. For sure. Is that what inspired you to do this book? Absolutely, yeah. It's, it's actually kind of funny that you said that because I have totally grown up in front of people. I guess most of my life has been very public. Duck Dynasty started when I was 14. I'm 20 now, so for the past six years, been a very public lifestyle. But the thing is, is through that um, pl- publicity and through like some of the times that was most public with Dance with the Stars, with Winter Jam, with Duck Dynasty, those were the times that I was really battling with fear and anxiety and these different things. And when you're battling with fear and anxiety and all these different things, you can't fully be yourself. And so at some point um, behind the camera in my personal life, I was kind of going through this journey of finding freedom, journey of finding this peace that surpasses all understanding, this joy that unlocks freedom, all these different things. And people started noticing this difference in me that all of a sudden I'm so much more lighter. I'm smiling all the time. I'm confident. I'm having fun. And they're like, Okay, that's awesome, but how did you do that? And I'm like, oh, well, I just, I stopped being afraid. I conquered fear. I'm fearless. And they're like, okay, that's great too, but how did you do that? Exactly. And so, how? Exactly, how? And so for me, it's one of those things that's, it's easy to stand in public and say, yeah, everything is awesome and it's great, but it's not true. And this is actually how, is that I did go through hard stuff. I did go through some times that were tough and all these different things, but through that and through um, really my faith, Finding God in those spaces and conquering fear in the places that fear was, was how I came out of it. And 
so I wanted to write a book, not just to tell people like, hey, I found freedom because that was already said, but to say, hey, I found freedom. You can too. Let's walk it out to de- together and let's journey. And this book is like such a journey. And that's what I'm just like most excited about. Can you now, can you describe a little bit more about what you're going through? Because when, when people hear the word anxiety, they might not know what you're talking about because everybody experiences anxiety, but you were having actual panic attacks, right? Yeah, yeah. Right. Which and, is a little and, more serious. And you, I mean, if anyone out there has had a panic attack, you feel like you're going to die. Yeah. yeah it feels sure. like a like you're about to have a heart attack. Yeah, your heart almost. is racing yeah. and it's sure. really, really scary. You can get really, really short i i get them too and you get really short of breath and they can kind of come out of nowhere absolutely yeah and and i also i want to point out that you were in the public eye you're in front of cameras and you're presenting a certain face on your show the shows that you were on but you know a lot of teenagers both girls and guys have anxiety and get panic attacks for sure as gino just pointed out so yeah tell us more about what actually happened to you so i actually i talked about this on one of my tours and almost um, acted out a panic attack and what that looks like to just describe to people what that feels like. And basically for me, it would start with shortness of breath. You know, you feel like literally something is gripping your throat. Like you feel like your throat is closing, but there's no reason why it should be closing. My legs would always go numb and my hands would start shaking. And it was a full on panic attack. But you're right. It comes on in the most random situations. And that's whenever I realized that I'm totally consumed with fear because it wasn't even at the times that I was in a scary situation or that fear was even in front of me. But it's that my thoughts and my mind was so consumed with fear that at any moment of the day, I could just freak out or have an attack or get so gripped. And so now um, and why I wrote this book is because there's a way out of that and there's a way that you can stop that before it happens because the truth is, is that fear is not truth. That is a right. false but reality. What do you think your fears, like did you ever really discover what your fears oh, were sure. about? For sure. There were so many things. And I think even writing this book, and this is what I hope people find when they read the book and when they journey through it, is that they'll find the root of their fear. For me, that fear, it started with kind of actually insecurity and not being confident. And when you're not confident in yourself, you begin to be afraid of what other people think and the thoughts just consume you. But then on another hand, it was also control. For me, so many things that were out of my control, I would be afraid of and I would try to gain control, but I couldn't maintain control of the things that were out of my control. It's just, it's impossible. And so fear just kept piling up and piling up because for me, my fight was I didn't want to be a celebrity. I was very afraid of that. That sounded like such a scary thought to me because when you're also insecure, everybody's looking at you, it's a recipe for disaster. And so- Right, because you think maybe like you're a phony or that people are looking up to you. Yeah, it's a lot of- pressure that you can put on yourself and so for me I began I began to get really afraid when Doug Dynasty spirals into this success and then Dancing with the Stars and it's only me and now I don't have my family like oh wait I'm accidentally becoming famous this is crazy (laughs) and so I got really afraid you um can you describe a little bit like your process of when you feel feelings of fear and because insecurity and stuff like that, it's not like that's going to go away. Like exactly. you can have this epiphany and Oh, vanish. Now I'm enlightened for the <laughs> yeah, rest yeah, of my yeah. life and it's all going to be easy. Like it's an ongoing process. Of course, 
Can you sort of break down like what in in the moment you do when you are confronted with fearful thoughts or, or anxiety? Well, for me, honestly, I'm so rooted in my faith and that's what did it for me because used to, I would not understand like people were like, you don't have to be afraid or you don't have to do that. And I'd be like, yeah, but things are really scary and I don't really understand why I wouldn't be afraid. And so one day I was reading because people would say like, you know, God says don't fear. And I'm like, yeah, I understand that. But I mean, the, the, the times we're in, it's scary. There's like all these natural disasters happen. The nations are in chaos, all this stuff. Well, one day I open my Bible and I read Psalms 46 and that's what the book starts out as and it literally says God is my refuge and strength and ever present help in times of trouble therefore we will not fear though the earth gives way the mountains crumble the nations are in chaos in those moments we will be still and we will know and so in that moment when I read that I realized I have a choice I can either choose to continue to be afraid and live in what the world lives in or I can choose to have faith as something's bigger than this and something's beyond this and and of that, course I mean freedom. the Bible was written you know thousand years ago yeah. two thousand years ago for sure and the same situations the same were happening situations then. Exactly. The world is often in chaos. Exactly. And so for me, it came to that. It's like, it's always going to be like that. You have to have a choice. And so when those thoughts of fear come, I have to first tell myself, my thoughts are not God's thoughts. My thoughts are not true. This is fear speaking. This is not reality speaking. Also, I have to say, go away in the name of Jesus. I literally talk to him. I'm just like, no, no, you do not have authority over me. And I'm not kidding. It's been so amazing to see that time after time, when I feel fear begin to come on me and grip my throat, I will begin to speak scripture and speak these things that are actually truth. And it's like this peace invades the room. And it's the most amazing thing. And so people can say all day long, they don't believe it. But for me, I'm like, it changed my life. You know, what's interesting to me about this is I'm, I'm not a believer in, in Christian doctrine or any religious doctrine, but they're the through line through what you're talking about and what you would hear in a cognitive behavioral therapy session or from a Buddhist monk or yeah. from any spiritual teacher, it's kind of the same message. Yeah. And that is don't identify with your thoughts. Like thoughts pop into your consciousness completely out of your control. Mm -hmm. And you don't have to be the same as the thought that tells you I'm scared of this or that. You can like look inward right. at your thoughts. Or you can sort of control your thoughts and not allow them to turn into like create, like it's your thoughts that start to create the panic. Yes, it is. It's your thoughts that create the panic. It's you that really is the destruction of yourself. For me with God, the thing is, and why I found my faith in him and why it's so rooted in him is because you're exactly right. You don't have to identify with that. And because in scripture, there's so many Psalms and there's so many truth as to something to put your hope in that's so much bigger, so much beyond. And it, that actually can fill your thoughts. So now I have a replacement for my thoughts and it really helped. And for me, so do it's you mean by amazing. that every time you start to catch yourself having a spiral, instead you stop and you say something else to yourself? Yes, I fill my mind with with Psalms, with things in the Bible. And for me doing that and having literally speaking hope over the situation, speaking confidence, speaking victory over a situation even before I see it is what gets me through it. And it's so cool. It's amazing. And so that's why really my faith is so strong in, in the Bible. And that's why I've, I've chosen uh, Christianity and God really, because he's given me an alternative. But there is a, I mean, there is a secular way into this though. Like anyone yeah. can do this. Right. Like you're just confronting. Yeah. Well, that's what I want to add. You're replacing say. negative thoughts with, with religious thoughts, but you could also say om or whatever that was positive rather than just giving mm -hmm. in to, wh to whatever self-destructive thoughts right. that are so, creeping Gino, in. So yeah. Sadie, if somebody is not as you are mm -hmm. a, like a, you know, a very committed Christian or yeah, yeah. let's say they're Jewish or they're Muslim, or, Jewish, you know, so. 
What would you advise them? Like what kind of thoughts, like what would be something similar that's not about thinking about Psalms in the Bible? Because I think as Gino just pointed out, there's like the way the method of stopping your Absolutely. negative thoughts and replacing yeah. them with something else that's positive. Yeah. yeah what do Chinese people do? Or like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, fear like literally will come at people in so many different ways in life, and everybody has a different method. And for me, even to be honest with you, there were so many things and so many different ways that I tried to defeat fear in my own personal life. I tried many different ways, many different actions, many different courses, many different things that. Um, doctors will say, professors will say, and it didn't work and it wasn't going away. And so for me, I can only speak to what I know and what I've found and what helped me. And I think everybody on their journey, whatever they find that actually breaks their fear is what they're going to believe and what they take hope in. And so for you, if you're uh, not a believer, but yet you found freedom over fear, be confident in that because you're fearless and that's amazing. And what a victory to celebrate for me, because I found it in this way, I'm going to believe it and I'm going to be confident in it. And I'm not going to be afraid to tell other people that this option works because it does. So now when you were on dancing with the stars, mm -hmm. you also are right after you developed an eating disorder, right? Yeah, yeah. Why do you think that was, and did, was it related to dancing with the stars? Was it related to hanging out with all those dancers that would had such beautiful, you know, perfect bodies? Um, I wouldn't say that it was related to that. Cause I don't think that it was anybody else's really fault besides my own. But what happened was, I think that I was so, um, I got into this thing where, you know how, like, you go on this show and all of a sudden you have this body that you never thought you'd have. Like, you're all of a sudden, like, you have abs and you're, like, skinny and you yeah. have these, like... Everybody says that. Yeah. It's like, incredible From all, transformation. It's, like, it's so hard. Incredible transformation. Because you're working so hard. You're, you're dancing so many hours. It's so right? unrealistic. Even big guys like Sean Lowe came in here and said he lost a ton of weight and was mad about it because he's so big and buff, right? And, but oh, yeah. Dancing it's such a transformation. Him out. He had a football player body starting and at the end of it, he had a dancer's body. Yeah, exactly. It's kind of funny like everybody transforms and so yeah. I was since I was in the finale it's like I have three and a half months of this like intense training and all of a sudden I come out and I have this body and I'm like oh wow and it's like not that I even ever cared about my body or even thought twice about it but now all of a sudden you have it so many people are complimenting you everybody's like oh my gosh goals all this stuff and you don't mean to but that kind of can start to become what you identify yourself with it mm -hmm. becomes your identity especially and with Instagram right especially with so Instagram. much positive feedback on exactly. that kind of thing and like people get addicted to like you get addicted and so for me I was like oh no and I couldn't maintain that because well first of all I'm not dancing eight hours a day anymore and were, I'm, were you literally dancing eight hours a day? Literally dancing at least eight hours a day. Um, and so I couldn't keep up with that. And when that began to go, I think my confidence began to go, which was a really big wake-up call for me. That's when the eating disorder started of like, okay, actually, no, this is not good. And my confidence can't lie. That's not my identity. That's not who I am. That's what people have seen. But that's not who I am. And so and, I had to shake that. How did, how did the eating disorder manifest itself in you? Were you becoming anorexic bulimic were you um it came in a lot of different ways in a lot of different forms i actually just did a full eight-week series um about finding freedom through eating disorders with Alyssa bethke that's coming out soon um and we kind of talked about how it can look a lot of different ways it's not just stuck to um anorexia or bulimia i think mine was heading more towards anorexia because i was so um ryan reynolds here from Mint mobile with the price of just about everything going up during inflation we thought we'd bring our prices 
down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. It was such a mind thing, honestly. You're constantly thinking about not eating. It's totally consuming. You're thinking about what other people think of you. You're way over-exercising to the point that it's just exhausting. You skip meals all the time. You don't want people to see you eat. You're, and then you have anxiety about eating. And it, it's a, it is a full-on mind game and problem. It's and it's so, all-consuming. Right. That just sounds terrible. Now, did when you were going through it, though, didn't you say afterwards that your family, like people didn't realize what was happening? No, because I, I totally... T- I, I totally just would lie about it. If people would right, ask and people me, I'd do just that. hide it. Well, yeah, because you're embarrassed and you don't want to be that. And you also don't want the reason why you look good to be because you have a problem. And so you don't want people to know, oh, yeah, I look great, but I'm struggling with an yeah. eating disorder. And so you hide it. But the minute I came out about it and the minute I began to tell people about it, it's just been amazing because, first of all, I'm free of it. And second of all, other people are finding freedom of it. And when you're in that, when you're in eating disorder or fear or anything like that, there seems to be no way out, but there is. And so I feel like even my duty is like a, in humanity is like talk about yeah. it and get people out of it. What's so ironic and devastating about like anorexia and eating disorders like that? Like I'm in very involved in like the bodybuilding and powerlifting world. And like it's just so important to f- fuel your machine. And like yeah. you say, you were working out so much. And like yeah. if you're not if you're not eating properly, you're just like wasting all those hours in the gym and you're not actually getting your best you're look. You're actually not, yeah. You're, you're, <laughs> no, like, it's you're so working bad for against you. yourself it's and so you're, bad for you. you're shutting down your metabolism and you're hurting your organ. Like there's so, it's, it's so ironic that your brain tells you, I need to not eat when really food is what would d- right. do your body right. Exactly. So Sadie, how did you stop that? Yeah. How did you break your um, eating disorder? Honestly. And what made you decide, I've got to stop this? Honestly, uh, I remember the day that I like, was like it's over and um no treatment no treatment um and not that treatment's bad i have great friends who have went to treatment and i think that that's great i think just like i said with my journey of freedom everybody finds freedom in a different way for me it was hitting rock bottom and it was a wake-up call um honestly it was the day that uh, my boyfriend and i had broke up and it had nothing to do with him but it was just the moment that i was really broken and i was really upset and i remember that day i was like crying and I uh, looked in the mirror and like I literally didn't even recognize myself because I actually saw myself for who I am. And I actually saw myself for the first time, I believe, for like who God created me to be. And I realized that for so long, because what eating disorders do is they totally warp your mind and your vision. Yeah, You see yourself do. as a different person. You see yourself as like 30 pounds heavier yes. than you actually are. It's like being in a funhouse mirror. Oh, it totally is. And so when I looked in the mirror and I saw myself, I literally was genuinely in shock. I was like, what? Like, what? I remember I was 115 pounds. I was tiny, but the whole time I had thought that I was huge. And, I, and you're quite tall. I mean, and, our listeners can't yeah. see how you're maybe like 5'8 or yeah, so. Yeah, 5'8. Okay. So, so you were really skinny. really skinny and I didn't even know. And I just started crying and I felt so sad that I had done that to myself. Like, I, I genuinely was sad that 
I harmed myself in that way, and I was so consumed for so long, and I, and it led me to lie because it, it was one of those things. It starts with one thing, but it's such a snowball effect because it leads you to lying and feeling fear and insecurity and all these different things. And I remember that day I said, no more. I will not know more. And again, clothing myself in scripture and different things, like you are altogether beautiful, my darling, all of these different things that um, I read that was just truth. And I remember day by day, it wasn't like all of a sudden I'm like, oh, I'm done. I'm just going to run around and I'm free. It was a conscious decision every mealtime of like, I'm going to eat this and I'm going to thank God for the food that's in front of me. And I'm going to thank you, God, that I have arms that can work and legs that can run and like a body that is that can be healthy. And I'm not going to think about it anymore. I had to literally throw away the scale. Stop looking at it. You got to get rid of the things that's fueling it. Right. So there was definitely a process involved, but there was a day that I literally just looked in the mirror, cried and said, no more. I'm not going to scale myself. And, and it was the split. It was the split with your boyfriend that and it wasn't necessarily that it mainly like tied into that I think it was just that day of finally breaking and finally being like okay what now you know what I mean and that was a bad breakup for you right yeah it was was tough we had dated for three years and so that was definitely one of those moments that you kind of you've been used to something for so long Mm -hmm. and now you're about to walk into something else and so what does that look like Now, we have some questions from our staff, and they really want to know whether you would ever do another reality show. Oh, that's great. You grew up on a reality show, then you were on Dancing with the Stars. (laughs) You know what? That is definitely something that could happen. I'm not going to say anything, but it could happen. It could happen. Now, you've got glitter in your eyes. Is there something in the works already? Glitter in your eyes. You might want to wipe that out. There's glitter in your eyes. Glimmer. Okay. She's sparkling. That's hilarious. Could be to be determined. Oh, okay. So I think we're we're talking about another reality show on the way. <laughs> and are you the center of it versus your family? You know what? I'm keeping it all up to. We'll see. Let the times tell. It's in God's yeah, hands, so. Bonnie. <laughs> <laughs> the executive producer, Jesus. <laughs> and is it based in Nashville? Your new hometown? All, we'll see. We'll see. Possibly could happen. I don't Bonnie, know. Bonnie, you should give up now. It's like it's not, it's not happening. <laughs> okay. Well, I think we have a positive on that. Okay. So we're going to look forward to that. And what about acting? Like versus reality? What about acting? Yeah, yeah you've been in some movies. Yeah, yes. I have. Acting is awesome. I have a lot of fun with it. I, um, I'm kind of right now, since I'm in Nashville, what I'm really pursuing is writing and speaking. And I have a new blog right now that's literally in 195 countries, millions of people reading. So that's been like a lot of time consuming, which I love doing that kind of and stuff. And is the blog similar to your book? Do you talk about similar things about, as, to, as in live, live Fearless? Yeah, I talk about all kinds of things on the blog. A lot of my friends do it too and we just talk about very vulnerable real things about real life and I think that's why people are so many people are reading uh so yeah I'm kind of in that right now acting is great but more pursuing what um writing and speaking and stuff but who knows we'll see Sadie also has a YouTube channel that's pretty well subscribed um and I just want to play a little bit of her comments from her YouTube channel hi you didn't mean to get yeah just happened I'm so sorry it's okay that's, that's Sadie with her wisdom teeth out. Oh my goodness, that video is so extreme. You have to see this. It's like 10 minutes long. Why did you let them do this to you? I know. I couldn't pick just two minutes. It needed the full 10. Well, getting your wisdom teeth out is awful. It really is. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah, it was you got to be painful. sedated for that. I, I don't remember having a... Sadie has this like big bandage over oh her head. Goodness. I don't remember having that when I had mine. I actually, I only had one, weirdly. 
Did you have four? Oh, I had four, and wow. I was so swollen. It was terrible. You must have had real chipmunk cheeks. I had chipmunk cheeks for two weeks. I went to the beach like that. It was terrible. But that's so, like, seriously, that's really painful to get really both was. out. Like, what were you eating? Were you I know. drink? You must have been drinking everything. It was terrible. And now, uh, do you and Mark Ballas, your partner from Dancing with the Stars, keep in touch? We do. He's like a brother to me. He's so awesome and Actually, we were just texting it um, a little bit ago. But yeah, I love Mark. He's definitely a crazy person, but I love him before. Were, were, were you at the wedding? <laughs> yeah, I was at the wedding. Okay. We had the best time. Um, With BC wife, Jean? Yeah, she's gorgeous and such a sweet girl. She was actually um, like there all the time whenever we were on the same season. I mean, whenever I was on the season because she sang for us in one of our dances. So I got to know her really well. And do you still dance? Uh, not really. <laughs> uh, that's hilarious. I, I goofy Are you dance, taking Zumba? but I, don't, I am taking Zumba, but not ballroom. Were you surprised how well you did? Do you have a background uh, yeah, in dance? Gosh, like a runner I up. was literally shocked. I thought, you know what? You, maybe I'll make it to week three, hopefully. <laughs> like I did not see that coming. I had never danced before like in my whole entire life. Like nothing like that and the school i went to there's like no prom like we weren't even allowed to dance so it was like definitely a really was it why was it she like, grew up in the, in the footloose town right i, I really did say. i grew up in footloose town that you weren't even allowed to dance no oh that's so uh, i know so that must have been so freeing to go it, and dancing with the it stars was so fun yeah it was pretty hilarious um yeah definitely would have never thought i was gonna be runner-up that was crazy what do you think what do you attribute that to you know, I honestly, I mean, eight hours a day of dancing, eight hours a day of dancing and uh, people who support our show, people who um, I honestly think, too, that for everything that we've done, people really appreciate a family of faith and a family who loves each other, has fun, has joy, all these different things. So in dancing, I, I remember a lot of moms saying like they wanted their daughter to like. Uh, I don't know, have an inspiration like me. And so they kept voting. And so for me, like, that's so awesome. That's like the best thing. So I'm like, yeah, the eight hours of dancing was great. But I think the coolest thing to me was like, I don't know, the families that got involved with voting. That was just like really awesome. I see. So you think your fan base helped propel you? Oh, absolutely. I mean, gosh, Alfonso is like the, an amazing dancer. He's like a professional over here. There's no reason I should be keeping up with him besides like people just like vote and so, people are awesome. Do you think also like there's not a lot of portrayals of like conservative families on TV? I would say yours is one of the only ones. Yeah. And maybe audience members felt like who feel maybe underrepresented in the media, maybe felt like it's, oh, Sadie is our champion. Like she kind of mirrors our so. values. And I think also if people are can, like conservative or highlighted in the Christian realm, a lot of times it's not a very positive thing. And because people associate that with, I don't know, like people who can be very judgy or something like that. But seeing our family is like, actually, no, like we are very loving and love to have fun and love people and love life and love and you don't feel Good judgy. Thing. No, like not at all. And so I think for people to see that and be like, oh, it's actually just like friends. But you guys are like the country Kardashians. That was really cool. So, <laughs> we get that all the time. But <laughs> although the Kardashians are also Christian. All of them. Oh, no, yeah. they're yeah. yeah, they're they're religious. We get Do you that um, and, and are you doing any further on anything further on your education? Oh, uh, no, I actually, I didn't go to college. I ended up just um, good, for, good for you. Waste, t- waste of time. <laughs> waste of time and money. Huge. Oh, Gina. She's got a big career. What does she need college for? That's uh, funny. I college. thought I was going to go to college, but then as things kind of took always off, go I was back. like, okay, I guess yeah. not. You can always waste your money at a later date. For <laughs> oh, now, goodness. save it. Since things are going so well, I'm telling you, the, just, what do you, a bachelor's degree, it does not get you anywhere in 2018. No, no, but there's 
listening more to, to college then i think one of the interesting things about college is that it opens you end up reading things that you never would have read you get exposed to information you never would have had i always think it's i think college is still a really worthwhile thing blackout yeah. drunkenness that's you know well it depends happen. okay gino just because you did that in college oh my God. i was a good student i went to a public school that's what was going on there was a little bit of classes and a lot of partying oh my gosh well listen ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. This is Roundabout Season 2, and we're back to share more stories from the road and the memories made along the way. We're talking rest stops. If we're stopping to get gas, you will be timed. <laughs> <laughs> you will be right Misguided plans. I grew up in the city, so I have like... You know, a healthy fear of real extreme darkness. <laughs> this was like wilderness. A lot of laughs. Y'all weird, but you, <laughs> yeah, you, you were different. Like, you were real different, bro. I can't really put my finger on it. And so much more. Just goes to show that unexpected yeah. things sometimes are the best when it comes to a road trip. Roundabout Season 2, presented by Nissan, is live now with new episodes rolling out every Thursday. Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com This is great. I, th I think that it's, you know, you're providing a real service to a lot of young people because anxiety, depression, fearfulness, you know, the, the things that you went through are, you know, really pervasive. And so giving solutions and also just the fact that you're open talking about it and saying, hey, this happened to me, I think is is helpful yeah. and inspiring. So congratulations on your book thank and thank you. you for coming to Hollywood Life. Thank Good you luck. Thank you so much. Thank y'all.